Okay, boys and girls, it's now time for Trex in Sci-Fi with the star of the show, the geek meister himself, Rico. Hello and welcome to the Trex in Sci-Fi podcast. This is Rico, your host. Today is March 26th, 2017, and this is going to be podcast 629. Today we are going to mainly look at an Enterprise episode. Uh, yeah, it's going to be back to normal kind of for the show, look at a Trek episode, talk about some TV and movies. I'll probably talk a little bit about that new Justice League trailer that just dropped yesterday. Just dropped. I, I, it's funny how we use these phrases now. I do. Maybe you do too. I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah, we're going to look at an um, Enterprise episode called Proving Ground involving uh, Shran and the Andorians and other cool stuff like that. Uh, I'll play the episode to comment about it here in a, in a short time. Going to talk a little bit of, at the beginning of the show, like I typically do for these, uh, about what I've been enjoying on TV, movies, and so forth. Been actually quite a, quite a while since I've covered a Trek episode and done a show like this. Last few weeks have been kind of some special episodes. Did one with Kenny and Harry Potter. We had uh, Chris and Rick last week with the uh, Planet of the Apes. We had Vartok recently with uh, John Debney. Look at music uh, by John Debney. So lots of um, cool shows I hope you guys are enjoying. I've been uh, really happy with the year's uh, podcast so far. So uh, this week, uh, again, Enterprise episode and other chit-chat. So let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, be me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, I'm back. Uh, a couple of, uh, as they say, uh, sort of uh, housekeeping things to take care of business, but uh, you can always support Treks and Sci-Fi if you'd like to donate a dollar to a month uh, via Patreon. Uh, lots of people are, they, it's the thing that kids are all doing these days, so uh, lots of people are doing it. Uh, just go over to pa- Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash treks in sci-fi and you'll find a way to donate there's uh you can get some cool light up pens if you'd like uh if you want a little prize if you're a patreon member or a patreon uh, donator for treks in sci-fi help support the show i've got a few new ideas that i'm kind of kicking around right now maybe some t-shirts and things like that but anyway uh that's a way to support the show you can always find us over on Facebook or the old forums, which are pretty barren these days. <laughs> Everyone's on Facebook, I guess. Uh, but And you can always contact me at treksf at gmail.com. So how's everybody doing? It's been a while since I did a show like this. I'm looking at my uh, my mixer seems a little off today. I, I I think it got bumped or I changed some settings. I don't know. I had to dial dial up the gain, as they say, a, a bit a bit more than I typically do. So hopefully this will sound okay. I did a little test test record and played it back and listened to it so it sounded all right. So uh, I think it should be good. Yeah, so for me, what's been going on? I've seen a couple of movies at the theater. Uh, I saw King Kong, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if I talked about that one yet. I don't think I did. Uh, and, and I goofed up. Somebody uh, mentioned on the Facebook page... I think it was Will. I think uh, he said, uh, make sure to stay through the credits. And I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't. But, of course, there's a shaky cam uh, um, bit of that footage at the end credits, after the credits in King Kong. I found on YouTube some cool stuff there, so I won't spoil it. It's just been out a few weeks now. So, um, yeah, if you like those old-timey monster movies done in you know the, the uh, amazing effects that they can do these days, I mean, I grew up watching things like King Kong, Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, all that Japanese imported, although I guess King Kong's kind of an American thing, but, uh, you know, all the, all, all those monster movies of the, of the 50s and early 60s and things like that that were done, I would watch those reruns on Saturdays, and my brother and I watched all that stuff, and uh, so I'm, I'm 
you know, anything like this, King Kong, I'll go see for sure. And I, I saw that remake they did a several years back. I, I, it was kind of so-so, but this one I think was was really good. I, I thought this one was well done, and it looks like they're setting themselves up for additional films as well. So, uh, all right, um, and uh, Lynn and I went to see Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, we went to see that um, earlier this past week or last week or whatever you want to call it. I guess technically last week now that it's Sunday. Uh, yeah, that was that was great. I mean, the you know the whole. The music, the look, um, Emma Watson was was perfect. It cast as Belle. I mean, it just uh, that's a feel good kind of movie. So uh, I I really got it. It was very very enjoyable, and I that's a movie that I think you could sit down and watch again and again, just like the the uh, the animated version, the cartoon version, cartoon I guess you call it, animated whatever, the one from um, early nineties, right, ninety ish, ninety one, ninety two, something like that. But yeah, this uh, really good job, really really good job, and uh, I'm, I'm I've heard that they're gonna do a bunch more, uh, you know, taking old animated um, Disney films and turn them into um, turn them into uh, live action stuff like this. Well, they did Jungle Book, which I haven't seen still yet. I gotta see that, uh, watch that, um, and they did Beauty and the Beast. I think that's the only two that they've turned into live action recently, at least. Um, but I'm sure they're going to do a bunch more, uh, from what I've heard of, you know, practically everything, I think even Dumbo, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, um, I think Pinocchio would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so that was really good. And I was almost going to go see something this weekend. I was almost going to go see that life movie or power Rangers or something. I don't know, but I don't know. There, there's, Work has been super busy and and hectic and and a little bit stressful. We'll call it just just a lot of things going on. And when it gets to be the weekend, some weekends I just feel like you know I just want to sit at home, podcast, watch some watch uh, you know catch up on some of my TV shows and play a few video games and just chill out. And I just didn't feel like going out. I uh, was tempted to go see that Life movie, but it, it looks pretty much like a kind of an idea in a movie that we've seen a bunch of times before, right? Alien life, uh, don't mess with it, and people get killed, <laughs> and they're on a spaceship, or, or you know, so I don't know. It, um, I'll probably see it sometime, but I, I, Lynn was telling me the other day, because I watch a lot of TV these days, just because there's a lot of cool TV, and I, I see, see a lot of movies, and she says, I say, I don't have time for all this stuff, and he, she said, you got to be more... Um, more discerning, you know, you know, choose what you want to watch. And, uh, TV has been hard. There's just been so much good stuff on, uh, the movies. I'll eventually see things later on Netflix or, or whatever, when they come on HBO or, or something like that. But I, I still like to go. I still go a lot. And I knew I was going to go definitely next weekend. Cause I'm definitely going to go see ghost in the shell with Scarlett Johansson. I definitely want to see that at the theater. The visuals look crazy impressive uh i love that kind of futuristic uh i think there's a lot of uh, you know obviously this is it has a lot of asian influence you know the future just like in the blade runner movie you know everything's a one big billboard in the future and uh it looks good looks looks fun i know there's a little still a little controversy about the casting but hey i'm gonna go see it i want to see what how they do it and how it compares to the um old uh old animated uh, film that they did so i gotta get some tea get a little drink i, I won't cut the show this is gonna be good uh good radio as uh, john dvorak would always say but um but yeah all right so let's let's cut into uh we're seven or eight minutes into the show and i don't want to i don't want to go more than about 12 maybe and then get into the enterprise episode maybe or so but i'll probably go longer than that 15 Okay, television. Uh, let me see. Let's go back. Once Upon a Time, still watching. Yes, after all these years, Lynn and I both watched that show, and, and we enjoy it, although this season's been a little bit up and down, I felt. I think they're going to be back next year. I think they're going to have another season. Uh, that's Sunday nights. Uh, that other show, another show that just came back, I didn't watch the first new episode of it, Into the Badlands. I enjoyed the first season. That's one of the shows that's kind of on the edge of I could drop it and probably not really be all that bothered. I'm going to watch probably the first episode of season two, and we'll uh, we'll see how uh, that goes. 
Uh, Rebels. Rebels just uh, finished up. I watched the two-hour, not two-hour, two-half-hour. We'll call it the two-episode finale. I just watched that yesterday uh, with the big battle with Thrawn. Really good. I thought that that... um, I like the way they did it. I mean, it was interesting, and they did some things on the show that you haven't, you've never seen in like a movie. Uh, they, uh, I, you know, I think these are. It's great to get Star Wars. I mean, people I think dismiss these things more. Some people do at least, being an animated kids show. But that show is not really a kids show that much anymore. I mean, there's some, there's a little occasional episode, one or two a season that are kind of a little bit like that with the, the robots or whatever, the droids and. Uh, so, but the, the last few episodes have been pretty serious. And, of course, the the week before before the finale here, I think this was the finale, yeah, um, we had the big Obi-Wan and Darth Maul showdown again. I won't say too much about that, except I thought they did a good job with it. I enjoyed that. Um, not quite what I was expecting, but uh, I still thought they did a good job. So, uh, the uh, you know, I, I still have, even though I've enjoyed the use of Maul in the Clone Wars and... And, uh, Rebels, I, I I don't know. I still kind of, in a way, in, in the back of my mind, kind of wish they hadn't done that. I feel like a little bit, and it partially it undermines, you know, his his being killed by Obi Wan in, in the uh, Phantom Menace. I mean, I you know, you chop the guy in half. Yeah, granted, there's a lot of things they can do in the Force and all that other stuff, but I I, I just. I read a lot of comics and I watch a lot of fantasy and sci-fi movies and I know things can happen and people don't always just die and not come back ever, which we're going to talk about in another thing in a minute or two. Uh, but yeah, I I, I kind of would have preferred that they didn't do what they did. Uh, I, I know it made for some interesting shows and TV and I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed the stuff with um, Ahsoka and Maul and, and Ezra and, and, and just... All of the, you know, what they've done uh, on Rebels, especially, you know, can't say that I don't enjoy what they did, but if it would have been me, I probably would not have done that. Can't you create a new bad guy, another, you know, another evil menace for them? I, I, it it almost seems like, you know, they go back to, go back to the well, because like, hey, you know, Darth Maul, well, you know, George Lucas didn't use him much in the first movie, and everybody said he was the best part, and it was a shame that he just got killed off so easily. Well, that was part of the point, I thought. So now I'm really going off time, I know. All right, let's move on. Um, Humans. I watched this, finished up the second season of that. That's the uh, show about very lifelike androids that become conscious in, um, in uh, this is a made in, I, I think it's made in the UK. Um there are a lot of British people on the show, so I'm assuming so. Um, but uh, yeah, this second season, maybe not quite as interesting as the first, but I, I think it's also spreading into a different area now. And I, I I think they're already officially getting a third season or series, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good little show. And it and it and the thing that I like about humans so much, it's super, super believable. I mean, I mean, there's to me no doubt at some point in the future, in future time, we will have very lifelike servants, you know, and whether whether they can ever be programmed to, so they can simulate or or to the level of, um, you know, computer programming or whatever you want to call it, to the point that they're indistinguishable from people. Who knows? I mean, that's a that's a science fiction theme that's been used for years. So, uh, but I think this show is uh, fantastic, and I like how it. They show the impact that on on the this one little family and society. So yeah, I, I like that show a lot. Not like anything else that's on, which is one of my criteria for for shows that I watch. Okay, what else? We've got all the DC shows, of course, which I still love all of them. And this past week we saw or the saw yes we watched or saw it um, the uh, DC uh on the dc tv shows the cw showed the uh, flash supergirl crossover musical episode yeah it kind of started at the very end of supergirl uh, but um basically it was in the flash um the the storyline with with kara and barry um both being in this sort of musical dream world we'll call it uh that they had to get out of and I, i really enjoyed it i like musicals a lot i they're amazing singers those two are amazing, and a lot of other people in the cast are great singers as well. And it had a cool production. It was set back in like the 40s, and it, it just uh, it looked great. They brought in 
actors and characters from other of the DC shows to blend in a bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that that was fantastic. I like, I love the crossover stuff and I like Barry and Kara together. I think they make a great team. They seem to, you know, I think they were both on Glee, although I never really watched Glee. Uh, but, um, but I think they, they just have a great chemistry together. I'd like to see more of those and I, I'm sure they'll do more of that. Um, DC, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is still really good. I'm enjoying that, and Arrow is is pretty <laughs> pretty crazy intense this year. In the last episode, wow, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, on Sci-Fi Channel, I'm watching The Expanse. I'm watching The Magicians. Both really good shows, solid shows. Uh, the Expanse. If you if you like Battlestar, I've mentioned this a few times before. The uh, you got to watch The Expanse. I I mean it, it's it's really a good show. It's very good. Uh, it, it is probably one of the most realistic, s- just somewhat in the not too distant future, um, type of uh, sci-fi shows of colonizing our solar system and people living out in the belt, the asteroid belt. They call them the Belters, the inner planets. People that Ma- Mars has been colonized, and the and then the home world of Earth is still around, of course, and. There's a lot of things going on. It's just a really good show. Great actors. Um, looks good. Uh, you really got to check that out if you like. If you like Battlestar, if you like kind of we'll call it hard sci-fi type shows, check out The Expanse. Uh, it's worth watching. Uh, the Big Bang Theory, that new show Powerless. Those are both still fun, although Powerless has kind of disappeared now for a bit. And then the final episodes of Grimm are going on. Uh, wow. Uh, the, the second to the last episode I just watched. And the last episode will be coming up next week. So um, Grimm has been a great show. I, I'm going to be really missing that. And, and, oh, Sleepy Hollow as well has is, is been having a pretty good season, even though they lost one of the main leads this year. Uh, I've been still enjoying that. Uh, and I probably forgot a couple things, other things I'm watching. Oh, of course, <laughs> Legion. Oh, my gosh. How can I forget Legion? Um, I've been up and down on that show. I, I thought it was a lot of style and not, a, not enough substance. I find it super interesting the way they're doing the show. Uh, a lot of the stylistic things remind me a little bit of Mr. Robot to a degree. Um, but, boy, the last episode, which is the second to the last episode, they're only doing eight episodes this year, that put me over the top. I thought that episode was fantastic. Uh, I I just I think they're doing a really good job, and it's a really interesting show. And, again, not like anything else on TV. All right, the last quick thing I want to talk about is the new um, Justice League trailer that just um, – was um, released yesterday. Boy, this looks pretty good, I'll have to say. I mean, I was impressed by the Comic-Con trailer that they did. Um, This trailer, I think, they show you a little bit more, but it has the same tone as that previous trailer, and you get to see a little more action, and you get a little more idea of the plot and the story, I think. Um, But yeah, it looks good, and uh, I think they've... I think they learned some things from Batman versus Superman, so I'm hoping... Hoping with this mix of characters, especially Barry Allen, I, I think, you know, he he's a little bit, um, even though I still kind of, you know, had wished maybe they had thought about uh, bringing in Barry from the TV universe, but I think they want to keep those two worlds separate. Um, the actor, I mean, Grant Gustin, but uh, um, but Ezra, what's his name? Ezra Miller? Is that it? Uh, whatever. Uh, he's playing the Flash in the movie. I think that'll add a lot of, of young lightness to the to the film. Even Super or, or not Superman, sorry. Oh, you don't see him, of course, yet. But I'm sure he's going to be in there. They've kind of already said that, and they've got posters showing it. So, uh, of course, you know, Batman versus Superman. Spoiler alert: he he was dead by the end of it. But Superman can't die, so come on. He'll just regenerate and pop in when he's needed the most at the near you know near the let's call it the last quarter or so of the uh, Justice League movie. I'm sure. Or at some point, um, but uh, but yeah, looks good, looks really solid. So uh, a lot longer than I wanted to go for this preamble before the Enterprise episode, but I, a lot, you know, a lot of lots of stuff to catch up on. So lots of lots of cool TV, and I have not started Iron Fist yet. It's been getting kind of mixed reviews of people online, but uh, you know, I, it's just the same old thing where you know, hey, it's not Daredevil. Well, of course it's not Daredevil. I don't think. But I'm going to give it a shot here soon, going to start it, and um, yeah, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Uh, it it's, um, we'll see. So that's it. All right, let's get into the Enterprise Proving Ground episode. 
Uh, we will be playing that for you here in a moment, and I'll be commenting as we go. So uh, let's do that. Previously on Enterprise. Status. We're getting reports of anomalies on all decks. If we continue, there's a good chance the ship is going to get torn apart. <clears throat> Think what you're asking me to do. Build a weapon to destroy an entire world. We do not have enough information about the humans. That can be remedied. They're locking onto the starboard docking port. I'm reading 23 intruders on deck C, D, and E. We're preparing to test the weapon on an uninhabited planet, but we're going to need another shipment of chemocyte. I'll contact Greelik. Greelik, I have some questions for you. I want to know where they're shipping this chemocyte. It could lead us to the weapon. There's no doubt about it, Captain. This isotope was used in the weapon that attacked Earth. You offered to help us. Are you still willing? If you're prepared to trust me. We've modified the radiolytic signature. If you can get it on board their ship, I'll be able to track it. Degra's going to discover that you sabotaged this chemosite. You should just be concerned with binding this weapon. It broke orbit five minutes ago, Captain. Are you picking up the tracking signal? Loud and clear. Yeah, so this is obviously in season uh, three during the Zindi War uh, era. And uh, I, I like this one a lot because I like any episode with Andorians yes. and Tran. Commander Shran, would you come to the bridge? And we get to see an Andorian ship, Status. the inside, We've which lost the warp trail. you don't really see or haven't seen yet. Continue scanning. You know what we're looking for, Lieutenant. It shouldn't be that difficult to find. Commander. We've been searching for weeks. And we'll continue searching until we've accomplished our mission. Or until we're destroyed? You've seen what this place is like. What are the chances they've survived? We have our orders. We should head back to Andoria while we're still able. You sound like you're afraid of this expanse, Lieutenant. I'd expect that from a Vulcan, not a member of the Imperial Guard. Continue scanning. Don't underestimate these pink skins, Lieutenant. They're still out there. It's been a long, long Alright, so Star Trek Enterprise, because that's the name of the show in season three. Star Trek Enterprise, not just Enterprise. This is uh, about midway, a little bit more than midway of Season 3. Pretty deep in the Zindi War arc. Uh, this episode is 13, episode 13 of Season 3. It was written by Chris Black and directed by David Livingston. It, uh, let's see, first aired on January 21st, 2004. And again, this is uh, basically it becomes a sort of a team up episode. We have, uh, you know, off and on, Shran and Archer running into each other over the years and, and slowly becoming trusting of each other. And that, that plays into this episode quite a bit. And, uh, the, you know, the fact that Andoria and the Andorians were one of the founding members of the Federation. Some of the groundwork is uh, is being laid here, so uh, let's uh, get back to the episode. Where are the others? Delayed. I said the matter was urgent. Typical humanoid arrogance. You expect us to come scurrying whenever it suits you. I'm sorry to inconvenience you, but I'm sure you'll find the journey worth the effort. The weapon is ready. Not quite. Then why are you wasting our time? The new prototype has been completed. We've got Degra here talking, you know, when? mostly about uh, the days. weapon and the Zindi with the Zindi Council. You'll be Council. able to view the test remotely from this chamber. If everything goes as planned, we should be ready to deploy the final version in a month. Maybe sooner. 
and the human threat will finally be eliminated. I hope you find that worth your time. For those that don't remember or never saw this, you know, the, the idea here is the Zindi and the, you know, had felt the humans were going to wipe them out in the future, the so, so they wanted to wipe sure out humans first. first. But you are now. Yes, sir. The isotopic signature matches the chemo site that you planted on the Zindi ship. Set a course. Tell Troop I want everything he can give me from the engines. Captain, as you know, Ensign Sato and I have been working to reconstruct our database. And? We've managed to dig about 30% of the lost data out of the redundant memory core. Enough to begin piecing together a map of the spatial anomalies. The signal lies just beyond a dense field of them. Here. How long to go around it? The field is massive. 17 days at warp five. Alert the crew, it's gonna get rough. Yeah, so if you know this area of space is um, not the easiest to travel through. They've seen this in other episodes. There was a whole Turn episode the where the Enterprise got damaged got badly. We're as ready as we'll ever be. Acknowledged. Paul, I've charted the largest anomalies, but the field is extremely dense. We may not be able to avoid all of them. Do your best, Travis. Take us in. One half impulse. Aye, sir. Come to bearing two seven five mark eight. Hard to port. We just grazed it. No damage. Just how accurate is this map of yours? Considering I only have 30% of our database to work with, there's an anomaly forming directly ahead. It's expanding. Expanding? I've never seen this before. They're merging. Well, it is called the Expanse. Which way, sir, Commander? It's growing too rapidly. Emergency power to hull plate. Brace for impact. So this weird greenish field, like almost a force field, just flowed through the bridge and the ship. We're losing hull integrity. Atmosphere's venting on D-deck. Come about. Get us out of here. The helm's not responding. We've been completely enveloped. Main power's going down. Sir, I'm picking up something out there. I think it's a ship. Can you identify it? There's too much distortion. Tractor beams locked onto us. We've been pulled out. They're hailing us. I guess we owe someone a thank you. Captain Archer. Look at the trouble you've gotten your pink skin into this time. Yeah, I like the, the Andorian ship's pretty cool looking too. I'd like to see a model of that sometime. I wouldn't try to traverse an anomaly field in a ship this fragile. You don't seem to be having any trouble? We've discovered a few tricks to deal with them. How did you locate us? We have a record of your warp signature from my last encounter. Our ships are considerably faster than Enterprise. It wasn't difficult to catch up with you. That explains how you got here. It doesn't explain why. Your world was brutally attacked. The Imperial Guard thought you'd be grateful to have an ally, considering no one else came rushing to your aid. And how did the Imperial Guard know Earth had been attacked? Seven million killed? Not exactly a state secret. Especially if you're monitoring communications between Starfleet and the Vulcan High Command. Oh, well, hmm, maybe. What happened to your uniform, you know. Subcommander? Not that I don't find your new look becoming, but... It's not exactly regulation, is it? I resigned my commission. Yes, and I believe I heard something about that. Why are you here? 
Your world is in jeopardy, and where are your friends? The Vulcans. Where is their mighty fleet? They couldn't even spare one officer. She was forced to abandon her career to remain on your ship. A remarkably selfless act for a Vulcan. But we've come to your aid. We've come into the Expanse when they refused. We're here to help you. If you don't want our assistance, then we'll leave you to deal with the Zindia. Yeah, we can go. We got our good ship. Just like the Vulcans have done. Of course, uh, Archer's been pretty um, beat up this season, so he's not easy, not trusted, super easy, but got not much choice, really. I'm on to fix them. I couldn't even guess without a chance to sort this out. Commander Shran offered to send his tactical officer over to help. We'd be giving them access to critical systems, sir. The chemocyte signal Hoshi picked up could lead us to the Zindi weapon. We're we need their help. Defenses. We need their their little circuits and new monitors that all got I don't busted like the here. Idea of having the Andorians <laughs> down here any more than you do. But we could use their help. Come on. They got nice blue skin and blue blood and funny little antenna. Bring them on board. Yeah, Enterprise got pretty beat up, the but... The uh, has docked. Good, let's put them to work. I recommend we assign a security detail to each repair crew. You've been talking to Lieutenant Reed? They're here to help T'Pol. That doesn't mean we shouldn't exercise caution. I'm not going to ask them to work with guns at their heads just because you don't like them. I neither like nor dislike Andorians. I've simply had a great deal of experience with them. I appreciate that. But whatever problems exist between Vulcan and Andoria don't involve us. Not at the moment. We weren't always so antagonistic, Captain. In fact, despite their heightened emotions, our first contact with Andorians seemed promising. What happened? They were duplicitous. They only honored agreements that didn't conflict with their interests. Is that your assessment or the High Command's? Considering the importance of this mission, I feel compelled to point out that they've proven untrustworthy in the past. Yeah, I mean, she's making some I good points, you know, but you gotta, you gotta Based at some point experience. trust them. I think I can trust Commander Shred. Coffee. Black. No tea? Yeah, no crumpets either. Thank you. Uh, I need all the caffeine I can get. What's the situation in engineering? Bad. The armory? Worse. Which one of you is Reed? I'm Lieutenant Reed. I assumed I'd find you in the armory. Not relaxing here. What is that? Uh, it's one of the Andorians here, of course. And just for the record, I haven't left the armory for so much as a bathroom break in nearly 12 hours. And you are? Lieutenant Talus of the Imperial warship Kumari. This is Commander Tucker, our chief engineer. Pleasure. I've been ordered to assist you. Indeed. Well, I'll see if I can find something for you to do. I have duties of my own. The sooner your ship is repaired, the sooner I can get back to them. Wow, well, let you two get acquainted. <laughs> Trip's like, yeah, okay. I wasn't sure you we'd guys, find you alive. You guys can uh, just work this Under out. Under the circumstances. I'd say we have something to celebrate. I appreciate the gesture, but we have a lot of repairs to make. And your crew is doing a fine job of making them. Have a drink with me. You've earned a brief respite. Got some nice blue and Dorian ale, which is a, a favorite of uh, Archer's. Last time we met. Just like Dr. McCoy. I took the liberty of bringing a few extra bottles. Thanks. A swift victory. So, how did you get picked for this assignment? I volunteered. It made sense. I've had the greatest amount of contact with pink humans. 
with humans. And the last time we met, you helped my people avert a war. I don't like unpaid debts. We keep doing each other favors. Isn't that how alliances are born? Ah, little foreshadowing there of the UFP to come, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen it's you in good. a while. As long as you're here, maybe you could give me a hand. Touch this to the phase regulator. There. Well, I checked the polarity. Now, I thought you might be avoiding me. Three neuropressure sessions a week is hardly avoiding you. The captain asked for an update on your repairs. Well, three of the injectors are burned out. The restrictor coils are completely fried. How long until we have warp? I would say at least two days, but uh, the blue guys really know their stuff. We should be up and running in about well, 12 hours. Is there a problem? No. Keep me informed of your progress. Hand me the Max Spanner, please. I've brought some equipment that should align those relays much more precisely. The Spanner will do the job nicely. If you wouldn't mind. Is there anything else I can get you? Some coffee, perhaps? <laughs> That'd be lovely. <laughs> Since you clearly don't need my help, I'll return to my ship. Thank you for the hospitality. Give my regards to Commander Shran. For what it's worth, Lieutenant. I'm not here to steal your secrets. It'd hardly be worth the effort. I beg your pardon? Last time I saw weapons like these was during my early tactical training. Oh, I'm sorry I wasted your time on our primitive systems. Not at all. I found it nostalgic. <sighs> Just be careful when you reconnect that to your power grid. You didn't reset the EPS synchronizer. You may singe your eyebrows when you bring it back online. Lieutenant Talus. I apologize if I've been rude. Why don't I get us both a cup of coffee and we can align these relays together? And then maybe we can have a little uh, drink later, like Shran and Archer. With some assistance from the Andorians, we've managed to steer clear of anomalies. 200 million kilometers. Close enough, Travis. So Shran is still aboard the Enterprise. He's on the bridge with Archer and the rest. It's a G-type star system. Six planets with over 100 moons. Any biosites? There's a great deal of debris in the system. I can't tell from this range. Our sensors are more sophisticated than yours. We should be able to scan the system without betraying our presence, if I may. This is Commander Shran. Go ahead. Transfer our long-range sensor data to Enterprise. Yes, Commander. It's coming in. Four vessels. All Zindi. Yeah, it's not good, but that's what they're looking Many for. Many of the moons so. show evidence of extensive weapons bombardment. Why attack? An uninhabited system. I don't think they attacked anyone. It's Bikini Atoll. What? When my species was developing primitive nuclear weapons, they needed places to test them. One was a remote island called Bikini Atoll. So you believe this is some kind of proving ground? It's possible. If they are getting hey, ready to that's test the name of the episode right time. there, proving ground. I wouldn't recommend a frontal assault. Your weapons are damaged. Critical systems are down all over your ship, and you're outnumbered four to one. I thought it was four to two. Even our combined forces don't stand a chance against that kind of firepower. I'm not ready to risk my ship when we don't even know if the Zindi weapon is here. I agree. We need to get a closer look. What do you propose we do? Fly up to them and ask them what they're doing? Edson. Commander, I'll take him from here. Mr. Tucker, how are your repairs coming along? Pretty well, thanks to your people. 
but I was wondering if I could ask a favor. I'm told your antimatter injectors use variable compression nozzles. Told by whom? That's rather sensitive information. I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but one of those injectors would work wonders for our engines. I imagine it would. I don't know, Commander. That's a sophisticated piece of technology. I thought we were allies here. That remains to be seen. You have my condolences over the attack on your world. Thanks. I understand your sister was killed. Captain Archer told me. Well, lots of people lost family. No great victory comes without sacrifice. The dispute between my people and the Vulcans hasn't been bloodless. Border skirmishes were common a few decades ago. They'd violate our territory, we'd retaliate. I was still in school when my older brother joined the Imperial Guard. He was assigned to a forward surveillance unit. I can understand why you seek vengeance against these Cindy. I'd love to get my hands on whoever ordered that attack. But that's not why we're here. You have no desire to make these people pay for the death of your sister. I just want to make sure they don't get the chance to finish what they started. So, any help you can give us? I'll have that antimatter injector delivered to you. I appreciate it. What's the delay? Stand by. We have been standing by for nearly an hour. We're confirming final power readings. I wouldn't want you to be disappointed with the results. Deploy the weapon. So there's a lot of debris in this area. They've been practicing, you know, with the weapon. Or a weapon, we'll call it. Initiate firing protocols. And it's being relayed back to the Zindi Council to watch. What is it? A ship just entered the system. We can't identify it. Abort the test. Return the weapon to the launch platform. Degra, report. Stand by. Activate all defense systems. Contact the other vessels and have them intercept that ship. Degra. We are securing the weapon. I'll resume contact when I can. We're receiving a transmission from the ship. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Shran of the Andorian Mining Consortium. You've entered restricted space. Leave immediately. Restricted? I had no idea. We don't want to cause any trouble. We are looking for a rare element. Archerite, we picked up some promising readings coming from your system. I don't care what you're looking for. Turn your ship around and leave. Of course, of course. But you don't mind if we finish our scans. Archerite is extremely valuable to us. Even a few kilos will pay our expenses for the next 10 cycles. They're scanning our ships. We're not trying to violate your privacy. Our sensors are omnidirectional. There's nothing to be concerned about. Deactivate your scans and leave or we'll destroy you. There's no need for threats. We'll leave. But if this system does contain Archerite, you just missed out your opportunity to collect a generous percentage. This uh, this idea Stop of the, the scan. Andorian mining Take us out of the system. consortium actually was back in the Andorian a, mining a Trek consortium runs from no one. Trek video game, uh, the 25th anniversary Star Trek anniversary game. It's which emitting is great. high levels of radiation. Could be anything. Power generator of some kind, fusion reactor. It has the same quantum signature as the weapon that attacked Earth. What's the status of our repairs? Impulse and warp engines are nominal. Hole plating is at 82%. Weapons? Mr. Reed reports the anomaly caused more damage than he originally estimated. How long? He isn't certain, perhaps two days. If they are here to test that thing, we may not have two days. Why the urgency? 
This can't be the final version of the weapon. Topal's analysis shows it isn't powerful enough to destroy an entire planet. Let them run their tests. Why destroy this prototype when we can see it in use, gauge its destructive power? I don't intend to destroy it. If we could get our hands on this weapon, Starfleet might be able to figure out a defense. We're going to take it. Well, that's a big move, especially the against four ships charging. of Zindi uh, ships oh, that when you're barely uh, running, okay. I'll do it. You don't trust me. No offense, but when it comes to our weapons frequencies, I wouldn't trust my own mother. Is your mother considered a security risk? It's just an expression. An odd one. My mother's security clearance is higher than mine. Really? She commanded an Imperial infantry unit. You come from a military family? Four generations. <laughs> Three. On my father's side. He must be disappointed in you. What? Betraying your family tradition by serving on a ship of... exploration. Actually, we haven't done much exploring for quite a while. But since you ask, he wasn't very pleased. The Royal Navy was his life. Perhaps he'd feel differently if he saw you now. Fighting for the survival of your race. Yeah, it's a pretty good cause. I'm sure he would. Mr. Uh, Reed, I'd say. All right. All done. I'll power it up and we'll see where we stand. I like this episode because of this, you know, interaction between the Andorians and the Enterprise crew, them kind of trying to trust each other a little bit, and, uh, except Talos is kind of poking around a bit more than maybe Report. she should now. They're just the showed. Can we get a closer look? This is Shran. Yes, Commander. Transfer our sensor telemetry to Enterprise. Yes, weapons are doing a pretty good job at carving this moon apart. Yeah, as they watched. Are these the satisfying results you promised? The device was building to an overload. We were forced to shut it down. Why? What happened? I need time to analyze the data. Time. We have given you more than enough time. We were promised a weapon to destroy the humans in one stroke. Not pack away at them bit by bit. That moon was nearly split in two. Clearly progress has been made. Not enough. Every failure puts us at risk. Degra, can the problem be rectified? I always like the fact the device, that I'll have more information. They had all we these hope. various species at odds with each other with the Zindi that um, the that output was much greater than the probe that attacked her. Looked very different. But still, from I don't each believe other. the device reached its maximum yield. We detected power fluctuations. It appears it was building toward an overload. Are you saying this was a failure? A spectacular one, but yes. <laughs> Greelick. On Arboreal Zindi, we met at a facility that manufactured one of the components for the weapon. He promised to help us. Looks like he kept his word. Why haven't they retrieved? It's still emitting high levels of radiation. How long until it's safe enough to get close? Six hours, at least. We've got to get to it before they do. What if we shield the launch bay? Evacuate all the adjacent compartments. Could we bring it aboard any sooner? Our shielding wouldn't be sufficient to protect the crew. Use my ship. Our force field will contain the radiation. We'll secure the device in our cargo bay until it's safe to transfer to Enterprise. 
That's a generous offer. But what are we supposed to do, cheer you on? It's four against two, remember? This would be a joint venture. Archer two, Lieutenant Reed. Reed here, sir. What's the status on weapons? Torpedoes are back online, and thanks to Lieutenant Talus, we should have phase cannons within the hour. We're going to need them. Archer out. I wish we had more time. You're only going to get 94% efficiency from the phase cannons. I've never gotten them above 93. If you ever decide to leave the Imperial Guard, Starfleet could certainly use you. And if you get tired of exploring, you do well in the Imperial Guard. Come on, let's go get a drink. I your offer, See a movie. <laughs> Even though she's kind of spying on you a little too, but... Uh... I'll return to my ship. I'm going with you. Jeffrey Combs is, uh, again, excellent as, as Shran here. That won't be necessary. We'll keep you informed. That's not good enough. If something goes wrong, Komari is a warship with a battle-tested crew. They're capable of performing their duties without you looking over their shoulders. What happened to this being a joint venture? We'll render whatever assistance we can, but my crew won't take orders from you. They're going to have to. The Imperial Guard doesn't serve at your leisure, Pinkskin. This is my mission. And you pass up your best chance for success over a matter of pride? This isn't about pride. The Zindi killed seven million humans, not Andorians. I won't put the fate of my people in the hands of the Imperial Guard. Now, we could use your help. But if you're not happy with me calling the shots, then we'll go it alone. Oh, boy. Hmm. I've seen the scans you transmitted, Commander. Impressive. Archer's science officer believes the weapon is unstable, nearly overloaded. The Vulcan? I have no reason to doubt her assessment. She seems... competent. We'll review her data. Proceed as planned. General, the humans may yet become valuable allies. If your mission is successful, we won't need an alliance with them. Or anyone. Why squander the opportunity? Is this mission worth making enemies of them? It's not up to you to determine the value of this mission, Commander. I trust your regard for this pink skin won't cause you to forget that. Oh boy. Maybe I have to resign too now. Just like Paul did. What are you doing? Why are you accessing the sensors? They weren't damaged. Not by the anomaly. With all the bypasses we've been running, we obviously could have created some additional problems. You're just being thorough. You wouldn't want to be in a battle with the Zindi and suddenly find yourself flying blind. No. So, or you're just spying some more. Worry about? Your lateral array was out of alignment. I corrected it. All other systems are functioning properly. I'd take this ship into combat myself. Even with our primitive weapons? It's not the weapon. It's the soldier who wields it. This uh, actress here I like is... Uh, her name is Molly Brink. Um, I've seen her guest start on a couple other things. What is it? A ship. The Andorians? Who's playing no. Talus, that is. Biosigns are human. Send the escort ships to intercept. We have to keep them away from the weapon. Two Zindi ships approaching. Tactical alert. Evasive so here, uh, here we go. Paul's in command of Enterprise at this point. The two reptilian ships are moving toward us. The other vessels are holding position. Try to keep them busy. Acknowledged. I await your orders. Let's go get it. Charge weapons and set a course. Another vessel. It's the Andorian ship. They're heading for the weapon. They're working together. Get our ships back here now! Hope plating's holding. Return fire. Target their engines. They're breaking off. They're heading back into the system. Pursue course, Ensign. Continue firing all weapons. So Shran's ship just picked up the weapon with a tractor beam and they're taking off with it. Take us out of the system. Maximum speed. 
they pulled it up into their cargo bay. Are they following? No. The human vessel disabled main propulsion on both ships. What about Enterprise? They've gone to warp. No apparent damage. Contact to Paul. Have her meet us at the rendezvous point. Is there a problem? Inform the Imperial Guard we have the weapon. Set a course for Andoria. Maximum warp. What are you doing? My duty. I'm afraid we won't be taking orders from you any longer. Now I see why you generously offered to let us use your ship. You son of a bitch. Oh. Come on. I was ordered to retrieve the weapon by whatever means necessary. I'm starting to think the Vulcans may be right about you. The Vulcans are the reason we're doing this. What are you talking about? For 200 years, all that's kept them from invading Andoria is the threat of massive retaliation. With a weapon of this magnitude at our disposal, they wouldn't dare attack us. You're putting Earth at risk because of a border dispute with the Vulcans? We disrupted the Zindi test, took their weapon. We may have helped save your world. I guess I'm not familiar with the Andorian concept of help. I don't need to justify my actions to you, Pinkskin. I swore a note to the Imperial Guard. My loyalty lies with them. My crew won't let you take the weapon without a fight. Your ship isn't fast enough to catch us. You'll have to slow down to pass back through the anomaly field. I anticipated that. When Talos was working on Enterprise, she disrupted the main sensor array. They may be able to catch up to us, but they'll have no way to find us. You'd like to talk about repaying debts. I've owed you that for a long time. Take the captain to an escape pod. Don't worry. We'll alert Enterprise where to find you. Yeah, so Shran just got popped in the face there by Archer with some blue blood coming out, which you've never seen before, I don't think, on uh, any Star Trek. So they got blue skin, blue blood, that makes sense. Blue ale. Everything's blue on Andoria. So now Enterprise finds Archer's pod and, and pulls him aboard. The other vessels aren't pursuing us. What about our sensors? Back online. You were right, sir. If I hadn't been watching that Andorian officer, it might have taken weeks to find out where she sabotaged the array. Their ship? It's approaching the anomaly field. They reduced speed. We'll have to set them in 14 minutes. We've begun examining the weapon. Excellent work. I'll see that you receive a commendation. With respect, General, I prefer you didn't. Transmit your analysis as soon as possible. Commander Shran. What is it? Enterprise is approaching. Here's a good scene there where his antenna were kind of down, and then when she says Enterprise is coming, they perked up like dog ears. They're hailing us. Captain Archer, glad to see you made it back safely. How did you find us? You don't think I'd let your people work on my ship without appropriate supervision? Give us the weapon. I respect your perseverance, but you don't actually think you'll be able to take it from us. No. I think you're going to give it to us. Willingly. <laughs> I should have warned you. Don't drink too much of that Andorian ale in one sitting. You tossed me overboard before I had a chance to thank you for letting us access your sensor telemetry. When the Zindi tested the weapon, we were able to intercept their activation codes. Give it to us. Or we'll detonate it in your cargo bay. Lose your prize. I'd rather do that than let you take it back to Andoria. Why? We're not your enemy. I can't take the chance that you'd use it against the Vulcans. What have the Vulcans done to deserve your loyalty? You said you came to help us, Shran. You can still make good on your offer. I'm sorry, Pinkskill. You're not giving me any choice. I don't believe you. Take us into the anomaly field. To Paul. Shran, to cargo hold three. What's your status? The firing matrix has activated. I believe the device is arming itself. Shut it down. We're trying, Commander. 
I'd get rid of it while you still can. Report! They have less than 30 seconds. Shran. 20 seconds. Clear the hold. Prepare to open the bay doors. Six seconds. Let's get moving. Already on it, sir. No damage, sir. The Andorians? They were much closer than we were. Their hull's intact, but there's significant damage to their engines and power systems. Open a channel to Shran. Hey, you need Ask some help? Ask him if he requires our assistance. Captain Starlog, supplemental. So. Commander Shran graciously declined our offer of help. <laughs> yeah. The last we saw of them, they were limping away on auxiliary power. So they learned a little bit of the weapon, kind of made things maybe a little Just more we uneasy war, we against the Andorian. It wasn't on one of the normal comm frequencies. It was encrypted to look like subspace interference. Let's see it. Apparently they had time to take some detailed scans while it was aboard their ship. Judging from the clandestine nature of the transmission, I'd guess that whoever sent this didn't want to be discovered. Get it to Starfleet Command right away. So Shran sent them some data anyway. Why don't you and Trip join me for dinner tonight? I have some Andorian ale you might like to try. Alright, dial down the music. So that's, uh, yeah, Proving Ground Season 3. I'm going to dial this all the way down because I think Netflix is going to start the next episode. <laughs> so, uh, called Stratagem, by the way. Um, yeah, I like this one a lot. I, I, again, I'm a really big fan of the Andorians and Shran especially. Uh, I like the way they were used in Enterprise. The, the series Enterprise, that is, and I hope we get to see them uh, in the new series in Star Trek Discovery. I I, I think it's pretty likely, actually, I, I think, because of being um, set um, just a little before the original series. Andorians were pretty widely known about and used, uh, although they weren't really used a lot on the original series. They're obviously a member of the Federation at that point in time. So I'm going to take a very quick break. I'll be back, and we'll wrap up the show. This is Dominic Keating, Malcolm Reed, Lieutenant to you at the Motor City Comic Con. Just wanted to say, uh, keep on listening to Tricks in Sci-Fi. Okay, folks, I'm back. A uh, couple of things to finish up the show with. Um, well, let's go over the upcoming uh, schedule. Next week will be a guest show. Hoping to get Mark back uh, with another classic sci-fi look at, a, at an old film. He does a great job with those. I know a lot of people enjoy that a lot. Uh, and um, I will uh, be back on the 9th in two weeks, April 9th. Wow, it's going to be already April. I'm going to do an episode about time travel and talk about it a bit. Uh, time travel has always been a fun topic in sci-fi. I've always enjoyed movies and television that that revolve around time travel. So I thought I would just kind of cover, cover all the different, not all, let, let's take that out of the equation because there's a ton but talk about time travel, talk about the possibilities there and some of the TV shows and movies that have really uh, focused on it a lot. Uh, the week after that, the 16th of April, there won't be a show that week because I'll be off at uh, Star Wars Celebration with Joe and and Chris and Jedi Jeff and my my actually my nephew's going to be down there and it's going to be a good time. I'm really really looking forward to that. We're only we're less than a month away now, so I'm uh, super excited. Uh, very, very much looking forward to meeting those guys for the first time in person and hanging with them for a few days at Star Wars Celebration. And the 23rd, the week after Celebration, of course, I'm going to have to do a vidcast, show you some of the highlights, talk about everything that went on down there. And then on the 30th of April will be another guest spot. So uh, that's what's coming up uh, for about the next month or so on Treks in Sci-Fi. Again, check out patreon.com. 
Uh, I always appreciate uh, anybody who can donate there. That's that's greatly appreciated to help support the podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi. So uh, that's about it, folks. Everyone, take care. Enjoy your week. And I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.